Hello and welcome to the Reformational Anglican Podcast, where we explore the riches of the Anglican faith for the good of the Church today. I'm your host today, Ryan Scott, and we're continuing our series reading through the Anglican Book of Homilies. Today we're finishing this first homily on the topic of reading Holy Scripture, where Cranmer continues to express his desire to get the people of England reading the Bible. In this second part of the homily, he shows firstly that God's word is the best kind of knowledge. Secondly, he gives us some principles to help us understand the Bible. And lastly, he ends with a reminder that God's word is one of the greatest gifts we have been given. A fruitful exhortation to the reading and knowledge of Holy Scripture, part two. If we profess Christ, why are we not ashamed to be ignorant of his doctrine? Seeing that every man is ashamed to be ignorant in that learning which he professes. That man is ashamed to be called a philosopher who reads not the books of philosophy. And to be a lawyer, an astronomer or physicist that is ignorant of the books of law, astronomy or physics. Now can any man then say that he professes Christ and the Christian religion if he will not apply himself as far as he can to read and hear and to know the books of Christ's gospel and doctrine. Although all sciences are good and to be learned, yet no man can deny that this is the chief science and it passes all others incomparably. What excuse shall we therefore make at the last day before Christ if we have delighted to read or hear men's fantasies and inventions more than Christ's most holy gospel. Let us apply ourselves, as far as we have time and leisure, to know God's word by diligent hearing and reading. But they that have no affection to God's word, to colour this their fault, allege commonly too vain and false excuses. Some go about to excuse themselves by their own frailness and faithfulness, saying that they dare not read Holy Scripture, lest through their ignorance they should fall into any error. Others pretend that the difficulty to read and to understand it, and the hardness thereof, is so great that it is suitable to be read only by learned men. As touching on the first, ignorance of God's word is the cause of all error, as Christ himself affirmed to the Sadducees, saying that they erred because they knew not the scripture. Matthew twenty-two, twenty-nine. How should they then escape error that are still ignorant? And how should they come out of ignorance that will not read or hear that thing which should give them knowledge? He that now has most knowledge was at the first ignorant, yet he did not avoid reading for fear he should fall into error, but he diligently read, lest he should remain in ignorance and through ignorance in error. But if you will not know the truth of God, a thing most necessary for you, lest you fall into error, by the same reason, you may then lie still and never go out at all, lest if you go out, you fall into the mire, nor should you eat any good meat, lest you take too much, 
nor should you sow your corn nor labour in your occupation, nor use your merchandise for fear that you lose your seed, your labour, your stock. And so by that reason, it would be best for you to live idly and never take in hand to do any manner of good things, lest you risk some evil thing. And if you are afraid to fall into error by reading Holy Scripture, I shall show you how you may read it without the danger of error. Firstly, read it humbly, with a meek and lowly heart, to the intent that you may glorify God and not yourself with the knowledge of it. And read it, not without daily praying to God that he would direct your reading to good effect. And take upon you to expound no further than that which you can plainly understand. For as St. Augustine says, the knowledge of Holy Scripture is a great, large and high palace. The door is very low, so that the high and arrogant man cannot run in. But he who enters must stoop low and humble himself. Presumption and arrogance is the mother of all error. And humility needs to fear no error, for humility will only search to know the truth. And it will search, and it will bring together one place with another, and where it cannot find out the meaning, it will pray, and it will ask others to know, and it will not presumptuously and rashly define anything which it understands not. Therefore the humble man may search any truth, boldly in scripture, without any danger of error. And if he is ignorant, he ought to read more and search the Holy Scripture to bring him out of ignorance. A man may prosper with only hearing, but he may prosper much more with both hearing and reading. Now this I have said as touching on the fear to read. Now, concerning the hardness of Scripture, he that is so weak that he is not able to withstand strong meat may still suckle the sweet and tender milk and defer the rest until he becomes stronger and comes to more knowledge. For God receives both the learned and the unlearned, and he casts away none, but is impartial to all. And the scripture is full of low valleys, plain waves, which are easy for every man to use and to walk in, as also of high hills and high mountains, which few can climb to. And whoever gives his mind to the holy scriptures, with diligent study and burning desire, it cannot be, says St. John Chrysostom, that he should be left without help. For either God Almighty will send him some godly doctor to teach him, as he did to instruct the Ethiopian eunuch and treasurer unto Queen Candace, who having an affection to read the scripture while not understanding it, yet for the desire that he had unto God's word, God sent his apostle Philip to declare unto him the true sense of scripture that he read, Acts chapter 8. Or if we lack a learned man to instruct us and teach us, yet God himself from above will give light unto our minds. 
and teach us those things which are necessary for us, which we are still ignorant about. And in another place, Chrysostom says that man's human and worldly wisdom or knowledge leads not to the understanding of Scripture, but only the revelation of the Holy Spirit who inspires the true meaning to them. That with humility and diligence does search. He that asks shall have, and he that seeks shall find, and he that knocks shall have the door open. Matthew 7, 7 8. If we read once, twice, or thrice, and understand not, let us not say so, but still continue reading, praying, asking of one another, and so by still knocking, at the last the door shall be opened, as St. Augustine says. Although many things in Scripture are spoken in obscure mysteries, yet there is nothing spoken under dark mysteries in one place, but by the same thing in another place is spoken with more familiarity and plainness to the capacity of both the learned and the unlearned. And those things in Scripture that are plain to understand and necessary for salvation, it is every man's duty to learn them, to print them in memory, and to effectually exercise them. And as for the dark mysteries, to be contented to be ignorant about them, until such a time as it shall please God to open those things unto him. And in the main season, if he lack either the aptness or opportunity, God will not impute it to his folly. Yet it behoves him not that such that are apt should set aside reading, because some others are unapt to read. Nevertheless, for the hardness of such places, the reading of the whole ought not to be set apart. And briefly to conclude, as St. Augustine says, by the scripture, all men are changed, weak men are strengthened, and strong men are comforted, so that surely none will be enemies to the reading of God's word, unless they are so ignorant that they know not how wholesome a thing it is, or else they are so sick that they hate the most comfortable medicine that should heal them, or so ungodly that they should wish the people to continue in blindness and ignorance of God. Thus, we've briefly touched on some of the uses of God's holy word. God's word is one of the chief and principal gifts given to mankind on earth. Let us thank God heartily for this his great and special gift, beneficial favour and fatherly providence. Let us be glad to receive this precious gift from our Heavenly Father. Let us hear, read and know these holy rules, injunctions and statutes of our Christian religion, upon which we have made profession unto God in our baptism. Let us with fear and reverence lay up in the chest of our hearts these necessary and fruitful lessons. Let us night and day muse and have meditation and contemplation in them. Let us ruminate and as it were chew the cud that we may have the sweet juice, spiritual effect, marrow, honey, kernel, taste, comfort and consolation of them. Psalms 56 verse 4. Let us stay 
quiet and certify our consciences with the most infallible certainty, truth and perpetual assurance of them. Let us pray to God, the only author of these heavenly studies, that we may so speak, think, believe, live and depart hence according to the wholesome doctrine and truths in them. And by that means, in this world we shall have God's defence, favour and grace, with the unspeakable solace of peace and quietness of conscience. And after this miserable life, we shall enjoy the endless bliss and glory of heaven, which he grants unto us because of him who died for us all, Jesus Christ, to whom with the Father and the Holy Spirit be all honour and glory both now and everlastingly. Amen.